0: This will change.
1: church welcome to church today we're so glad you're here today let's stand together how many of you know psalm 118 says this is the day the lord has made we will rejoice and be glad in it i think sometimes we have to preach to ourselves and say i will rejoice today amen i will rejoice today i will rejoice today preach that to yourself this morning let's give god praise
0: Forget the wonder of how you brought Deliverance, the exodus of my heart you found me, you've freed me Held back the waters for my release Oh Yahweh You're the God who fights for me lord of every victory hallelujah hallelujah you have torn apart the sea you have led me through the deep hallelujah Dead, the sign that you are with me, the fire by night, a guiding light to my feet. You found me, you freed me, held back the waters for my ravine. Oh, yeah, you're the.
2: Maybe somebody today needs to know that even if you can't see it and even if you can't feel it, God's working for you. Amen? God will part the sea for you. He will do whatever you need in your life. Amen? Even when we don't see it, He will do something for you. He is working today on behalf of some of you. I know you might not see it, but I know God wants you to know that He is doing something in your midst. He has gone before you. He will go after you. And He is doing something. For you, if you are his child. Amen. 2 Corinthians twelve, eight through 10. Concerning these things, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmity than the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecution, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. The word sufficient in this passage means to be possessed of unfailing strength, to be strong or to be enough. The word strength, we know, we're we're pretty common with dunamis, right? This word strength is dunamis. which which means power for performing miracles. So remember, Paul was the one who, when they touched the aprons and the cloths that touched him, they took them out and they healed the sick and they delivered. That's what God has for his people. Amen? I feel like that's what God has for his people. I feel like he wants you to know that if he's in you, you're enough. And even if you're going through a trial, it's okay because he won't stop using you because you're in the midst of the trial. He won't take you out of what he wants you to do if you're in the midst of a trial. Because Paul asked three times, and then he said, my grace is sufficient. So God's grace is sufficient for you to do what he has called you to do and you are enough in that Amen. God wants you to be a witness and a testimony to who he is in your life and that's why he's working things out for you because he will send you to do what he needs done he will use you he will fill you with his dunamis power and he will work through you as he did with Paul Amen. his grace is sufficient it's enough power it's enough of everything we need um there's a I just I just want to mention this other scripture in Mark because it's stuck out in my mind and we're familiar with it. But these signs shall follow those who believe in my name. We'll cast out devils, we'll heal the sick, we'll speak with new tongue. Amen. Begin to receive, shift your mind and begin to realize and think that God has miracles, signs and wonders and he wants to do it in our midst.
3: How many are thankful for that precious flow? How many are thankful for that precious precious flow of the blood of Jesus Christ that still washes sinners white as snow? Amen? Amen? Come on, can you sing that again? Oh, precious is... Come on, can you sing that? Come on, sing it out. hearts begin to worship the Lord come on if you're thankful for the blood of Jesus if you're thankful for the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus washes our sins away the blood of Jesus delivers us the blood of Jesus heals us listen you ought to just just thank the Lord for that today you ought to thank the Lord for that today Lord we worship you we honor you today if you're here today you say pastor I have a need in my life would you just lift your hands all right We're going to declare that the blood of Jesus would meet that need, would touch that need today. Come on, can you just pray today? Lord, Heavenly Father, God, you know every need in this building, God. You know everyone who's fighting a battle. Lord, you know every situation. Those who are struggling in their mind, God, I plead the blood of Jesus over their mind. Those who are struggling in their bodies, God, we plead the blood of Jesus over their body, God, for complete healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Those who are struggling, God, in their marriage, God, we plead the blood of Jesus over their marriage and over their life. Those who are struggling with direction for their life, God, I pray, Lord, the blood of Jesus would begin to lead and direct, Lord. Lord, to make a way where there seems to be no way. God, and I pray for those, Lord, who maybe are dealing in their heart, Lord, and they feel like... That they are a sinner, but your blood washes them today, God. And I pray, Lord, that your blood would wash them in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we give you praise. God, we give you glory in the house today. Come on and give Jesus a big hand clap of praise. Amen. I feel the presence of the Lord in the house today. Do you feel the presence of the Lord in the house today? I'm... Amen. Amen. It is going to be easy to preach in this house today. You might see this little guy get wound up this morning. So uh, I want you to just do this. Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. I want you to give them a high five or a fist bump and say, It is good to see you in the house of the Lord today. Amen. If you are a guest with us today, we we pray that you feel welcomed in the house. We're so glad to have you with us today, and it is our honor to have you today. If you're watching online, we're glad that you're watching with us online. Can Can you give all of our guests a welcome today? So glad that you're here, and I'm glad to see all of you here today. I, last week was the beginning of spring break, and we we had uh, quite a few people gone, but it's good to see a lot of you back. I pray that you were you had a good good spring break and a good time away, and uh, so we're we're glad to see you. I just wanted a couple little things I want to go over this morning, just um, uh, just to uh, basically just kind of let you in the know on on some things that are going on. I had a conversation. <clears throat> A couple weeks ago, uh, our missionary from Guatemala and Honduras called me, and he calls me periodically. A lot of you know Les Melton. Our church has been instrumental in their ministry. Um, I, <clears throat> Les has been a missionary for 35 years in Guatemala, Honduras, and this church has been an uh, integral in, in uh, the ministry down there. Uh, I know we've sent many people on missions trips down there through the years. But he was calling me um, to just give me a little bit of information, and I wasn't fishing for information. And uh, I want you to hear my heart today, okay? Uh, I, I want you to just hear hear my heart today. We, we try as a church to do uh, an outreach every month, whatever that outreach looks like. We try to... Uh, partner with ministries that are in our area. Um, there's like this month we are, and you could do this through Wednesday. Uh, we're partnering with the the Life uh, Food Pantry here in town, and 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 we ask that you bring uh, needs for though for that food pantry because there's a lot of people that have a lot of needs right now. Amen. 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 And and we can help meet those needs. You know, you may not be able to know every person that has a need, but listen. Sometimes you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Sometimes you just got to get connected with people and, and God will make a way, all right, and just get involved. And so we had uh, the opportunity to do that. And we've tried to do, uh, to connect with ministries in our local area since we've been doing this. And I want to keep this going on a monthly basis. We try to do some sort of outreach. <clears throat> but after talking to, to less, and um, for those of you who know less, less is a mess, those of you who know him are laughing because you know that, and Les is is a person who has no no shortage of bad jokes, and uh, but he is a great he is a great great guy, and I was on the phone with him and he he caught me on a day where I was feeling just a little bit down, and I, and he caught me and he began to just encourage me and tell me a few bad jokes and. If you want to know where I get a lot of my jokes, there you go. And uh, he was encouraging me, and I just, I just felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit just, just spoke to me and said, "Ask, ask him what he needs." And I was like, "Okay." And I said, "I said, uh, Les, what do you need?" Um, and he, and he's been in, the, in a missionary for thirty-five years. Thirty-five years they've been down there and he said, you know, me and Charlie, which is his wife, and she is, she is an amazing lady, an amazing lady, he said, we have everything we need, we don't need anything, and, and I was just, you know, and I said, no, unless you're not hearing me, I said, what, what can we do for you, and I'm sorry, I'm going to tear up, because I, this is just burning in my heart the last few weeks, and, uh, Les said, it, he said it in a jokingly way. He said, "I've got about twelve churches that need roofs on them right now." And I said, "Okay, Les." I said, "What? What does that take? What does that look like?" And uh, he said, "He." And I said, "What does that cost?" And he said, "It's about three thousand dollars per roof." Now, some of you are going. Oh my goodness! Three times twelve—that's thirty-six thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. That's not why I'm I'm here today. But if God makes a way, we're going to let Him make a way. Amen. Um, this is what I—and I'm telling you this this week. So I want you to prepare your hearts. And in the month of April, this is what we want to do. I, I believe our church. I talked to our board already. I already talked to our board, and I believe that our church. Can do at least two or more of these roofs to help this help help them down there. I don't know if you they have the pictures up here. This is uh, the place when he called me. He was he had just left there. He was driving down the road, and, and those of you who have rode with Les uh, on a mission trip know what you're this close to heaven when he's driving down those roads, and. Um, but he, this is the building. This is, serves as a church and a school. And this place is so remote, it took him about a week to get pictures to me because it's about a five-hour drive from where they are at. And the only phone service they have is you have to climb up in one specific tree where they're at, and you might get phone service. And so it's, it's taken him a week uh, to get this, this, these pictures to me. But I feel like that our church can, can do something um, amazing here. Now you say, well, why do we do this? Here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Can I tell you about the, the way that the Lord works? You cannot out give God. Okay, number one, you cannot out give God. I promise you, when you sow it, God will will He'll send a harvest. He'll he'll you will reap. Okay. I promise you that. That is that is in His word. That is that is one of the things that the Lord stands by. And 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 with this, as I was as I was looking at this, here's the thing. We everyone in this church is not gonna be able to go down there and see the product of, of this roof, okay? It's just impossible. I wish we had millions of dollars where we could be like, everyone's going on a mission trip. We're going to go see this church and be at this church. But here's the thing. There's something about when you invest into a ministry that you will get no return because here's this is how, how it works. They These people, we may never see the return on this side of heaven, but God is a good bookkeeper. And let me tell you something. There's something about sowing. So I want this is what I want you to do. I want you to prepare your hearts. So, so why are you telling us this, this this week? For the month of April, I want you to just, just ask the Lord to speak to you about giving to this cause, okay? And we want to do we want to do something amazing for this, this our missionaries and these churches. And I believe, listen to me, I believe that when Les and Charlene come again, we're going to hear the good report that God is doing something amazing there. Amen? All right. If you're with me, say, so I'm with you, Pastor. <laughs> we shifted gears, and we've been doing a lot of local things um, over the last uh, six, seven months. And uh, just, I just felt the need and uh, just felt led by the Spirit to to do this. It's so uh, we walk in the spirit, right? So I, I, so that's just what I was doing. So thank you for for doing that. So just prepare your hearts, and like I said, we'll we'll still be taking donations of food through Wednesday uh, for the Life uh, Food Pantry here, so you could still get involved by doing that and say, "Hey, Pastor, I don't I don't have a lot of money. I dare you to sow. You cannot outgive God. You you cannot outgive Him. I promise you." And so I, I just I want to challenge you, and I believe that we can we can do something, and I'm expecting awesome and big results. Uh, all right, Amen. Thank you for that. I uh, I also want to tell you that tonight uh, we are going to be having uh, prayer here at the church at six, and if you can be here tonight at at six o'clock, l- listen, uh, um, be here for prayer. What do we do? You know what? Uh, we pray, we don't call you up front, we don't ask you to, to lay hands on, but we just pray corporately together. Um, there's something about prayer. You know, uh, I've been going through some, going through some uh, pastors coaching uh, this thing that I'm involved in, which is, which is amazing. And there's a lot of systems and there's a lot of things that are great. But can I tell you something? Those systems don't work without prayer. I, 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 If you're going to have a growing church, if you're going to have all these things, if you're going to have revival in your church, it's going to start with P-R-A-Y-E-R. It starts with prayer. And, and I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you tonight. Uh, if you can be here at all, come pray, and we, we're here from about six to eight. you don't have to pray two hours. It is okay uh, if you can come for a few minutes, come for a few minutes and and uh, we just we're going to just pray and just ask God to to just do something amazing in these next few weeks because we have an awesome opportunity ahead of us the next three weeks coming into Easter season. We have an awesome opportunity because people will come to church that don't normally come to church on Easter. And so we have an opportunity, and we're just going to pray that God would soften hearts and that God would begin to do the work that only he can do. Amen? And so I just want to encourage you to do that for, for prayer tonight. I know they're going to announce that uh, later. But... I wanted to put a little plug in for prayer because, you know what, you've heard me say it, uh, you know, prayer changes things, but prayer changes me, and so when I begin to pray, God begins to just uh, open, open so many doors and just uh, really, so, all right, all right, so everyone look at your neighbor, smile real big at them, and say, you are the best looking thing I've seen all day long. There was this little boy, and, uh, and he. And I'm going to tell you this story. He said this, may I, may I ask a question, Ben asked, and of course, go ahead, ask your question, replied the pastor. He said this, he said, well, the Bible says that the children of Israel crossed the, the Red Sea, and, and Ben continued. And he also said that the children of Israel, Israel built the temple, and the children of Israel did this, and the children of Israel did that. And he, and he said this, little Ben said this. Didn't the grown-ups do anything? I didn't get that one from Les, but that's pretty close. Um, And I thought that was cute. I just wanted to start with that. I'm going to be starting a series over the next um, four weeks leading up to Easter. It's four weeks till Easter. And I want to be talking, uh, talking to you about the resurrection life. The resurrection life and um, I believe, I, I, lo- I love the Easter season, I, I'm, I, I love that we, we sing about the cross, and I love, you know, everything that happened on the cross, but it didn't end on the cross, it ended at, at an empty tomb, amen, amen, and come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise. And so, over the next four weeks, we're going to be talking about the, the living uh, uh, resurrection life, and what that looks like. And I believe that there are there are uh, you know four stories that we're going to be looking at. Three in which Jesus performed miracles, and and three times in scripture that we know of that 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 are recorded. He may have done more, but three times in scripture where he raised someone from the dead. And I, I want to talk, talk to you guys about that. So if you, if you have your Bibles, and, and you can go to Romans, I, I think I'm going to jump there, but I, uh, I'm probably going to throw Tristan. You don't have to put that up there yet, but I, I'm going to get there. Romans chapter 8, and then we'll, we'll get there in just a minute. I could tell you this, and you've heard me say this uh, uh, so many times. Living a life of faith uh, requires three things. Okay. It requires three things. Faith. It it requires number one, belief. Everyone say belief. And number two, it it requires us to speak. All right. Everyone say speak. And here's the last one. It requires us to act. Everyone say act. All right. Let me ask you this question. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to lay a foundation this morning. Um, uh, but I, I, want, I want to ask you this question. Do you believe in resurrection power? All right. That was good. Um, and you know, in, in a few weeks, we'll celebrate Easter, and, um, and we'll celebrate the res- resurrection power of Jesus Christ. And do you know, let me just say this. Do you know why you are here today today? Because of the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. No other reason. Uh, if you look at all other major religions, Muhammad, you can visit his tomb. If You, you can go see where Buddha was laid, laid to rest. But you cannot find Jesus Christ because he resurrected. Amen? All right, all right. It is the central theme to Christianity. Without that, we are no different than any other other religion, and it is because Jesus Christ raised from the dead. Uh, and, and the reason you're here is because Jesus Christ He rose from the dead. The gospel, the gospel, if you want a simple definition of the gospel, is this it is the birth, the life, the death and burial, and the resurrection and the second coming of Jesus Christ. The gospel is all about Jesus. Amen. All right, I'm going to get a little wound up today, I can already tell you. So everyone, just look at your neighbor and say, buckle up, TJ's crazy today. All right. All right, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, it is the central theme to Christianity. Without Jesus raising from the dead, we're no different than any other major religion in the world. And this is interesting. I, you know, I, we, we are coordinating with, with Carrie and Aaron, and she asked me what we were, what I was doing for Easter, and I, I just kind of told her, I said, I'm going to be talking about uh, the resurrection life, and I told her, I said, I'm going to be doing these stories, and so they're, your kids right now, matter of fact, they're being taught the exact same thing you guys are, probably on a more kid-like level, maybe not, it may be more kid-like in here than in there, but, but uh, it, it was amazing, and You know, I saw Carrie. She posted the data of resurrection, which I thought was super interesting because she didn't even know. I'm going to talk about that. When you look up the the word... Uh, resurrection when you google it I, I don't even know if i have a a hardcover dictionary anymore if i do it's probably in a box in my garage somewhere uh, but when if you google resurrection and i marion webster uh, this is what it says in merriam webster when you look up resurrection the rising of christ from the dead You look up resurrection in dictionary.com. That one's a real official one, right? It says this, the act of rising from the dead, the rising of Christ after his death and burial. Here's something that I know about resurrection. Even the world knows that when you talk about resurrection, you're talking about Jesus Christ. Amen? All right. And I love this. John chapter 11, verse 25, Jesus, he says this to her. He's talking to Martha. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. And whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. All right, look at this. You have Romans 8, eight eleven. This is going to be our theme verse. I actually read this, I, I believe, last week um, for this series is this. The Spirit of God... All right, read it with me. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. I don't know if you, if you caught that or you didn't catch that. I love this verse because this is what this verse tells me. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, when you have Jesus Christ in your heart, dwells within you. That is powerful, amen? And here's what that verse tells me. You are an overcomer. And I don't know about you. As a Christian, we've got to stop walking around with our heads low and and being down. I'm not saying you can't have a bad day every once in a while, but you need to remind yourself who lives within you. You are an overcomer. Amen. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Uh, and here's the thing, and this is, this is, I thought about this. Jesus had a lot of people working against him, his haters, uh, all, all of the, all of the uh, 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 Pharisees, and, and they couldn't keep him down. And the Roman Empire couldn't keep him down. And death and hell or the grave couldn't hope, hold him down. So what makes you think that the thing in your life can keep that spirit from rising up within you? You are an overcomer, amen? I love that. So, and why are you here today? Because the reason you're here today, the reason you're not out on Lake Monroe is because it's cold, number one. But, but number, and the reason you're not out playing golf today is because Jesus Christ raised from the dead. Amen? All right. The same power that raised Christ from the grave dwells in you. Think about that for a minute. Think about that. You have this resurrection power inside of you. Uh, and this is, why, this, is why, this is why you keep getting up. This is why your enemies, uh, they can't explain you. This is why your friends are baffled by you. This is why the devil can't stand you because you get knocked back down. Resurrection power dwells within you. You get back up, and you put one foot in front of another. Amen? I love that. I, I, I was looking at this, and, I, and I, I caught this verse coming in, and this is not in, in my notes, Tristan, but Galatians 2.20 says this. When I was driving in, I thought of this. And, and Paul says this, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. I love that. Uh, Are you living in resurrection life every day? Paul would also say say this in Philippians chapter 3. He would say this. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. Let me read that to you again. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him. Oh, we liked it till we got to that part, right? I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Today I want to talk to the dead things. I want to speak to the dead things today. Uh, I want to say it like this and some of you and I'm talking about spiritually here some of you have had dreams and you've let those dreams die I want to speak to those dead things some of you have calling the calling of God on your life and you think that it's dead and I want to speak to those things some of you have put your marriage in a casket and are willing to bury it I want to speak life into those things so resurrecting power people talk Differently than others, amen. And, and they live differently. Something uh, that is alarming to me is that I see a, a, a church who believes in the res- resurrection will speak about the resurrection, but lacks the ability to act in the power of the resurrection, amen. And, and so, so many Christians walk around, uh, and, and, and we we say that we lack. The power, and we don't we underestimate the power that is within us. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, we're gonna be in Luke chapter seven. And I just want to break this little story down. And I want to talk about and I don't want to keep you long. Everyone said, Amen. Amen. I don't want to have to resurrect you while you're sleeping at the end of this sermon. Amen. Luke chapter seven. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about this story. This is the first a story where Jesus raised someone from the dead that we know, um, and, and, and this is chronological order, and we'll, we'll go to the next one next week. When you got it, say, I got it. All right, Luke chapter 7, uh, verse 11, it says this um, Soon afterward, Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nain. And a large crowd followed him. Jesus always had crowds following him. Know why? Because he was doing miracles and people were following, following him. And look at this. A funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate. The young man who had died was a widow's only son, and a large crowd from the village was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. How many are glad that Jesus has compassion on us? Amen. All right. And he said this, don't cry, don't Cry. I want you to, I want to set this setting so there's a funeral procession going here. I wish I would have got a casket and a funeral procession this morning and had them walk her. And it is going down the road, and Jesus is walking, and he sees this funeral procession, and he sees this widow, this widow crying, and he sees her, and he sees the casket, and he says these words Don't cry. That seems pretty crazy, doesn't it? So here's my first point, and this is what I, what I want to tell you. Uh, Jesus is not attracted to dead things in our lives, but he is attracted to living things. That's my first point. Jesus is attracted to the living things, not the dead things in our lives. See, here's, this is interesting to me. Uh, uh, this, this, God's not interested in dead faith, Amen. That's a long pause. Everyone's just like, what's happening, right? God is not interested in, in in dead faith. He's into living faith that is active and that is moving. Amen. And we say, hey, hey, you know, this is, this is how we are. God, here's my problem, and God, God sees the promise, amen? And we say, God, here's my dilemma, and God says, I see your destiny. And, 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 and so we've got to look through the eyes of faith when we're looking to Jesus for an answer, amen? And so uh, this is interesting to me. So, so the woman, she's crying, and, and it caught Jesus' attention, you know what caught Jesus' attention? You know what made Jesus have compassion on the situation? He saw this mama crying because of the loss of her son. And this is interesting. She was not only a mother who lost her son, but she was also a widow is what the Bible says. So this lady had been through some stuff. Anybody been through some stuff in the house? All right, you're, you're just like this widow. She had been through some stuff. And, and so Jesus' attention was, was drawn to her because she was crying. And if we are to act on resurrection power of Jesus in our lives, we are going to have to take one step of faith at a time. And this woman is doing what she only knows what to do in that moment. I don't know what else to do, but I'm just going to cry because this is just where I'm at. Have you ever been there in your situation in your life where you wanted to give up? You didn't know what to do. You didn't know where to turn. You so I don't know what to do, God, but here is what I've got to give you. And this woman, she's crying in that moment. and She's mourning the death of her son. And, and and let me tell you something. When you're in that moment, it is enough to catch Jesus' attention. Amen? I, I love this because He's just walking down the road there, and there he sees her crying, and he's like, uh-huh, I got you. I see you. I have compassion for you. I love you. You just wait and see what's about to happen here. And, and, and so, uh, so, so what are you saying, Pastor? When, when you don't know what to do, sometimes all you can do is just cry out. I don't know where to turn. Some of us got to learn to get our vocalizers going, as Alfalfa Alpha says. I'm warming up my vocalizer, right? And we've got to get our vocalizers out and say, God, I need your help. Amen. And some of you have family members who are in the proverbial coffin, and, and, or you may be facing a situation that that you've given up hope, just like this mother was doing. And, and you say, "God, I'm bearing this dream, I'm bearing this ministry, I'm bearing this marriage, I'm bearing my son, my daughter spiritually, and, and, and I've done and, and, and all I can do, and they aren't getting any better, and I'm tired." Lord, call out and say, "God, help me." She's doing what she knows to do. And this is amazing to me. Uh, um, how many of you are a product of a praying mom and dad in this house? How many of you are a product of a praying friend? I want you to look at this. This is, this is amazing to me. I, uh, Jesus, he isn't attracted to, to the dead boy, but he's attracted to the mother who's crying. He, he, he's seeing a living thing. God is attracted to living faith, not dead faith. Amen? Amen. If you're with me, say, I'm with you. I, I want to say this. We need moms and dads. Listen to me. If you're praying for a wayward son and daughter, don't give up. Cry out. Call that child's name out. And, and just ask God to move, to intervene, to interrupt, and to, to change their situation. How many know that God can change your situation? All right. And here's the thing. As the church, we love to believe the resurrection. We, we, we talk about it. We love to talk about the resurrection. But here, we often fail at acting in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. And I believe some of you are crying today for lost children. Keep crying. Keep crying. Say, God... God I, I give you my child. God I pray Lord that the hounds of heaven would would find them. God I pray Lord that you would change their situation. God Lord that you would help them to get off substances. Lord that you would correct a course. Lord that you would make a way where there seems to be no way because this is what I know about resurrecting power. God can take things that seem like they're dead and bring them to life. Amen. So uh, the outcome and this is this is amazing. The outcome this is The outcome had already happened. This young boy was already dead. He was dead you know, and most of us will look at our situations when we think of death in that sense. We think, man, death is final. Death is the end, right? Here we're humans. This is We know this. Some of us who lost loved ones, we know we say goodbye to our loved ones, and we say, I I love you, and we know that it's final, and we know we won't see them in this earth again. There's moments like that, but listen, I want to tell you this. Some of you spiritually, you're, you're looking at situations, and you say, hey, that is a dead thing. The outcome is already there, but Jesus, if he comes along, he can change that situation. Amen. Some of you can't sleep at night because you wake up weeping and crying for loved ones and and over trials and situations. Am I speaking to anybody tonight or today? The outcome had already happened and the boy was already dead. But the funeral is going down the road and Jesus' attention is captured by this crying mother. And his response to her is, don't cry seems pretty rude, doesn't it? I'm a pastor, and I've been to a lot of funerals, and I've spoken at a lot of funerals. But one of the things you'll never hear me say at a funeral is, don't cry. But Jesus, in this moment, he says, don't cry. And, and, And this is not apathy. He's not being cruel here. But this is truly, this is holy empathy because the Greek word here is don't cry. It means to stop what you are doing. And he stops her and tells her, hey, stop crying. And here's the thing. What if if I told you that the thing that you're crying about today, you're going to praise about tomorrow? I believe this. I think Jesus, he could say, hey, don't cry because, listen to me, you're about to see something amazing. Your dead son is about to come to life, and you're going to go from crying to praising in a New York Minute. Amen? And I'm about to turn your morning into dancing. And what I'm about to do in your life is going to change your course forever. How many could say that God has changed your course forever? Amen? Amen. Look at this, Number Point number two. And I'm going to ask the worship team to come back. Man, everyone said, wow, we might get out of here before noon. All right. this. There's the second point that I want to make. Uh, it's a, it is this. Jesus touched the coffin and spoke to the boy. And there's a reason I want, I, want to, I want to talk about this. Jesus sp- touched the coffin and spoke to the boy. He said this, don't cry, he said, verse 14. Then he walked over to the coffin and what? Touched it. And the bearers stopped, so the funeral procession's going along, and there they are, marching down the road here. And Jesus comes by. He touches the coffin. They stop walking. This is amazing to me. And and, and then the next part of, the, part of that scripture says this. He, he, he says, young man, I tell you, get up. Amen. And notice Jesus doesn't, he, uh, this is amazing, he doesn't touch the boy, but he touches the coffin. I believe today, and listen, there's something very prophetic there that I, I want to point out here. God doesn't have to touch you he just has to touch the thing that has you bound The thing that has you bound that you think has has you wrapped up Jesus comes and he says no nah, I'm going to touch that but I'm going to speak God wants to touch the thing that that you think is dead, that, that's got you bound up, that you think is dead. God wants to touch that, but this is what, how good God is. God wants to touch that, but he wants to speak to you. Amen. And when Jesus touches things, it brings life. John 10.10 10 says this, life and life more abundantly. Amen. I love this, and Jesus is, is, is touching today. I, I believe that God is touching hearts right now as I'm speaking. And things that have had you bound and things that have had you, had you tied up, and you think, there's no way I'm ever getting out of this. Can I tell you something? Jesus can touch it and change it in a moment. And after he touches the coffin, he speaks to the boy. He says, I tell you, get up. Everyone say, get up. Here's what I know. We, as the church, we have to rise up. And we have to start speaking over situations, Sula. Things that we have given up and things that we, maybe kids that we're praying for. I don't know why the Holy Spirit just keeps telling me that. I'm just going I'm to stop right there at that moment. If you're praying for a child, speak over that child keep speaking over that child keep speaking over that child we have to raise up as the church and start speaking over situations in our lives and uh, I can say this how many of you are a product of God showing up in the ninth inning with two outs and two strikes and you were down to your last bat but God hit a home run and there, and you're here today because of that reason and that reason only amen I, I love that. Uh, you know, I begin to think about this when Moses was and the children of Israel, the children of Israel who did everything in the Bible, uh, were, were, were there and they were at the Red Sea and Pharaoh's armies were coming. God made a way where there seemed to be, be no way. And then I think about Gideon with his three hundred men when they were surrounded by uh, by by the armies there, and God made a way where there seems to be no way. What about the three Hebrew boys who were thrown into the furnace? They were in the ninth inning with with two outs and, and two. And God showed up in that moment. Listen, can I tell you something? What about Paul when he was bitten by a poisonous snake on the island of Malta and he shook it off and he kept going because God met him there. Can I tell you something? 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on a cross. He was beaten. He had a crown of thorns placed on his head. A spear pierced his side. Nails driven in his hands and feet. He died and was put in a borrowed tomb that the disciples and the disciples thought it was over. They scattered everywhere. There was one disciple at the foot of the cross. And they had scattered everywhere, and they thought it was over. The haters of Jesus thought it was over. The Roman rulers thought it was over. Hell thought it was over. But can I tell you something? On the third day, Jesus Christ rose with resurrection power, defeating everything that day. Everything that you face, he beat it that day. The words that Jesus spoke had power. And resurrection power that day. Get up. Get up. Jesus didn't ask permission. He spoke with authority. Because he had that authority. And listen, we've got to learn as the people of God to start speaking with authority. Because the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead. You're not getting it. Some of you aren't getting it. Some of you are looking at me like, like a deer in a headlight. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is right here in you. I was in Brazil a, a, a few years ago when I went on a trip, and it was, it was interesting. I went to this church, floating church on the Amazon River. Who knew there was such a thing? It was just a floating church out there on the river. And, and we went there to visit. And uh, while I was there, uh, it wasn't a large church. It just was on these really big trees and just sitting out there. And they had it anchored. And I thought, man, I would probably get a little sick out here on this on this uh, this church. But while we were there, we were visiting with the church. And I was with a group of pastors from, from Brazil. And uh, the pastor of this church... Sorry. Walked in the back of this church. And he's speaking Portuguese, and I don't know Portuguese. When as he's walking in, he comes in, and he's just speaking to us. And I'm looking for my interpreter going, what's going on right now? You know. And he walks in. He's got a crutch. And, and part of his leg, his calf had been eaten by piranha. That's why I didn't want to get in the Amazon. That's just... Uh, and and um and he came in and he was just speaking portuguese and, and my interpreter said he's telling you his testimony right now he's telling you his testimony i said what what is he saying and he said he said he's coming in with his crutch and he's just i mean with authority he's just telling me telling us this story i don't know this guy from from anyone and he said he said i was i was on my my deathbed I was on my deathbed. I was diagnosed with 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 cancer, and I was on my deathbed in the hospital. And so he's speaking Portuguese, and my interpreter is telling me this as he's going along. And he said, "I was there, and I told God, God, if you heal me, I'll serve you the rest of my life. If you heal me," he said, "and this is this is what he did. He said, I I laid there." I closed my eyes. It was 2 a.m. and I closed my eyes and said, "God, this is this is this is you do what you, what you need to do here." He said, "I didn't know if I was going to wake or not." At 5 a.m., he said his eyes opened. And they took him in to do surgery. And when they opened him up, there was no cancer. Amen. So why do you say that? Why do you say that, TJ? Why, 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 do you, why are you telling us that today? Because things that you think have you in the proverbial coffin, Jesus just has to touch it, and you'll come to life. He'll speak to your situation, and you'll come to life. Amen. I love this. God touches, touches the thing that has him bound, but he speaks to the boy. He touches, and then he speaks. Here's number three. Jesus, I love this. This is one of my favorite. Jesus presented the boy to his mother. Verse 15 says this. Then the dead boy sat up and began to talk. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. This is how good God is. Things that you think are dead, things that you think are have no life. Jesus raises them up and says, look. Look what I have for you. Look, look. That's why he could say back in, in the previous verse, that's why he could say, hey, don't cry because the story's not over yet. Don't worry. Just, just hang in there just a little bit longer. The things that you thought you had lost, uh, things that you thought were dead, I, I, I just want to say this to you today. I'm here to prophesy that, listen, those things are not dead until God says they are. It's not over until God says it's over. Amen? That's resurrecting powder, uh, power. Notice, notice here what the crowd does. Verse 16 says this. Great fear swept over the crowd, and they praised God, saying, A mighty prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people today. And the news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding countryside. They went from mourning, funeral procession, to dancing in a New York minute.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: So what, a, what a range of emotions. They went from grief to joy. They went from a problem to praise. Can you lift up your hands in this house and say, hey, God, I need you to speak to the situation. God, I, I need you to take make a way where there seems to be no way. God, I need you to touch the proverbial coffin of my situation and my, and my need. God, I need you to speak into my life. I need you to speak into my children. I need you to speak into my marriage. God, I need you to make a way. Come on, will you stand with me all across this? building today. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for resurrection power. God, we thank you for a life, a resurrection life, God, that the same power that raised you from the dead dwells within us, Lord, that we have that that same spirit within us. Can I tell you something? Some of you have given up hope, but you hang in there. You keep speaking life. You watch what Jesus can do. I've seen it in my own life. You watch what Jesus can return to you, the thing that you thought were. Some of you think that your kids are a lost cause. You watch and see what God will do. Amen? It's not over until God says it's over. I don't care what the situation looks like. I don't care what the doctor says. I don't care what 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 you may believe. I don't care what you know. It's not over until God says it. I begin to think about this, I, I, and I want you to to get. Listen, this is what Jesus did. He touched the coffin, and he said, get up, boy. And I believe that when that boy, and let, okay, we'll just say that I believe that. But I can, I can see this boy doing this, saying, I'm alive, right, to tell the story how I overcome. Come on, can you sing that? Now I'm alive to tell the story.
0: It's your goodness, Lord. It's his goodness and mercy and the power of his blood. And I'm so glad that my freedom wasn't based on what I've done.
3: It's based on his mama's crying.
0: It's It's his goodness
3: and mercy. Come on, sing, I'm alive. I'm I'm alive." alive. Come on. This is what I want to do. I, 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 some of you have been in a situation where where life, you feel like that, that things are dead. This is what I want you to do. I want you to take a step of faith today. This is I, I want you to do this today. It, it, your faith matters. Jesus is attracted to living faith. And when you, when you make a move, God pays attention. I love the verse, draw near to God, He'll draw near you. When you take that step, Jesus is like, yes. And he wants to get to as fast as you can. But you gotta take that step today. You feel like that you may it may be a son or a wayward daughter. It may be your marriage. It may be that you have this need for Christ. This is what I want you to do. I want you to come and take a step of faith. Maybe you're coming up here for someone who who is fighting a sickness. Listen, I believe, I believe that don't, that 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 the thing that 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 the, that the enemy calls death that God can bring back to life. Don't be discouraged by what you see. Be encouraged by what you know. Come on. I want you to come. Come on. Come on. There's needs in this house. There's needs in this house. I want to open these altars. Listen, you're not the only one if you come. You're not the only one. If you're in the balcony, come on, come. Come, 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 come. I want to prophesy over your situation. I want to prophesy that the dead things that you thought were dead, God is going to bring to life. God is going to bring to life. God is going to bring to life. That's just how good God is. It's not over until God says it's over. It's not over until He says it's over. Come on. Come on, come on, begin to pray. If you're out there, just stretch your hands up here. Begin to pray for those who are getting a breakthrough this morning. Those who are getting freed this morning. Those who are laying down weights and burdens this morning. God is moving. God is moving in this house.
0: And was the cross meant for me?
3: Situations, Lord. God, what seems like impossible is nothing to you. All things are possible through you, Jesus. All things are possible, God. God, I pray, Lord, that you would faith would arise in this house. God, that faith would be stirred in hearts, Lord, Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, that you would touch situations, God, that seem impossible. Lord, that you would speak to people's lives and hearts. In the mighty name of Jesus, we worship you, Jesus. Come on and worship him. Come on and worship him. Come on, love on him. Come on, just be patient with us just a moment. Those, gods dealing with those at the altars right now. (laughs) God, I pray for wayward sons and daughters right now. God, in my heart. God, I've just felt that in my heart today. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would draw them right where they're at, God. Where they're at in these moments, God. God, if they're at home, God, if they're if they, maybe they're strung out, God, I, I don't know the situation, but God, I speak life into them. God, I pray, Lord, that the hounds of heaven, Lord, would begin to just go after them. God, Lord, that you would put interrupt their world, put people in front of them, God, that will that will speak the truth, God, that will preach the gospel, God. God, I pray, Lord, that you would draw them in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we worship you, Jesus. Worship you, Jesus, Heavenly Father, God Almighty. This Lord, I pray right now, Lord, that you would seal this word, God, in our hearts, Lord, that you would stir us to a life, Lord, that we would understand what it means, this resurrection life, God. It's not anything that we do, Lord, but it's because of you, Lord, Lord. It's because of you, Lord. God, I pray, Lord, right now, Lord, that you would just move us to a place. God, a a greater place, God, a greater place of of knowing who we are. We are the children of God. God, remind us, Lord, that it's not over until you say it's over, Lord. Lord, remind us, it's not over until you say it's over. Lord, we worship you. We honor you. Lord, we give you praise. We thank you, Jesus. Will you stretch your hands this way? I want to bless you before they come. And, and, and those in the altars, you, you feel free to stay right where you're at. Listen, I just don't, don't get in a rush. Don't get in a rush. If You, 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 get, you stay there until you get what you need. I, I want to bless you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Can you give Jesus a hand clap of praise?
1: Amen. A few announcements for you today. And like Pastor said, if you're at the altar, you just let God keep moving in you. The giving boxes are right outside the doors and one up top if you want to give um, cash or check today to pay tithes and offering. Again, if you're a guest here, we thank you so much for worshiping with us and being here. We do have welcome cards in the seats in front of you. If you wanna take that to our welcome center, we'd love to give you a gift and just to get to know you a little better. If you ordered pizza from our youth and you weren't able to pick those up yesterday, those are available today just find one of the um, teens or one of the leaders and make sure you get your pizza and pay if you did not get a pizza and you'd like one there are some extras available we had one last night was really good so I encourage you if you did not get a pizza hook up with one of our teens today and get those Um, tonight at six o'clock remember tonight is prayer we encourage everyone who can be here to come join us men's fellowship this Tuesday at seven o'clock and then this Wednesday, Ignite Youth will be having a game night for their Big Five service that starts at seven o'clock. Royal Rangers are going to have a lock-in this Friday into Saturday, April first and second. You must sign up and pay by today. All the times for drop-off and pick-up is out at the Welcome Center this morning. We will be having a church work day this Sunday at no, or Saturday at nine a.m. Trying to get the church ready to go for Easter. Make sure it looks good and his house is ready so we invite you to come out this Saturday for work day and then finally one last announcement our church is going to be participating in a men's church softball league if you're interested in playing please sign up by April 20th the cost is $25 plus the cost of a shirt if you don't already have one the games are going to be on Monday and Tuesday nights starting in May you guys have a blessed Sunday